knew I'd missed something there. I forgot to click my microphone and camera on. There we go. Hopefully you can hear me okay. I'm Jack Chew. This is Chewing It Over on Friday. The What's the date today? 18th of the 6th. Now, we'll keep saying that Friday shows are different. The atmosphere is different and stuff. I think that some of you tune in on Fridays uh, more often than on the live show, and so we get a bit more interaction. But I particularly think that there's something about the topics that seem to come up on Fridays uh, that are particularly novel as well. Um, and this week has been such an interesting diverse set of topics that we've kind of covered on the show we had monday's reflections on therapy live wednesday we're talking a little bit about sort of gender ratios at, at msk events yesterday i had a really clinical topic where we expanded on the the rugby and contact shoulder with ian horsley and today we're talking more sort of governance of the physiotherapy profession more more specifically uh, by talking about the csp's council picks on, on today's show so thanks for joining me really uh, looking forward to getting stuck into this with you and I'm really keen to hear uh, some of your your thoughts on it uh, but looking at it unfortunately uh, I knew there'd be something uh, the chat uh, function doesn't seem to be working very well so I'm probably going to need to just check myself to make sure that that things are, are working and live I'll I'll try if I can to to stay across the um, media um, to try and make sure that I capture any of your uh, comments and questions that come in because it's not seeming like it's bringing them to me on the feed which is a shame that's been riddled uh, rid intermittently had that problem uh, the last couple of weeks which we're, we're working on uh, which is a shame but I do hope we can still try and find a way to make this uh, as interactive as possible um, as you might have heard so that the the context and the circumstances um, around this is that the CSP's council we can go back I think a couple of years now um, I forget exactly when, but the CSP's Council for years has been a sort of set of different people with different um, constituents, shall we say, whereby you've had sort of uh, members that represent assistants, members that represent students, members that represent Northern Ireland-based physios, members that represent, say, independent and private practice, and, and all sorts of different sort of stakeholder group uh, leads that then are going to, into council. And then there was a constitutional revamp, I think a couple of years ago, but I might be mistaken there. You know, if it was three or four, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm sorry, I'm just not remembering exactly. Um, but they then restructured it in such a way that then you had a, um, a more distributed set of, of, of elected representatives that are for the profession, right? So you're then asking the membership to try and bring that level of diversity by way of just vote. Um, so you're kind of in a situation where you may well not have um, someone that is from, say, Northern Ireland, and you, you're just trying to get people that are then going to appropriately represent the profession at large because you're not delineating by those special interest groups, shall we say, which is, is a risk, and it was presented uh, to the membership um, as a constitutional amendment, of which I supported. So I thought that on balance, that was actually a, a positive move and would help us to to stop some of the bureaucratic gridlock that was being observed by, by me and others, including those at the CSP and those on council sometimes, um, that would maybe stop some of the some of the progressive changes and reforms that were being indicated for, in some people's opinion. Now, there, were, there was some opposition to it, but as a general rule, it, it went through. And then we've had, this is our second sort of wave of, of nominations then in, into that new new form structure and format of council and so this is a, it's a, bit, a bit of an interesting one as well because you've got a set of brilliant candidates you know some of which i know really well but some of which i've get i'm getting to know um in recent times and then some of which i, I still don't don't know well but i've, I've read through all of the uh, statements and, and and know of them now and i've looked into them a little bit 
and so I can just you know, rest assured that there's there's some there's some cracking options. You know, there's definitely I say no need for any apathy, uh, and I would discourage members uh, of of the CSP to 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 make the mistake of. I hope they don't make the mistake of then dismissing this opportunity to try and place uh, some brilliant people onto council. And the fact that that people, anyone that gives, the, gives their time up and, and commits to to joining and, and, and trying to do this often in their own time, and especially the role is one that um, that, that will no doubt draw on their their uh, their time uh, as well as their expertise in such a way. I think is something that should be applauded, and therefore you should engage with that process uh, as best you can. Now, there's a few reasons as to why the CSP's voting system is admittedly a little antiquated and it's it's frustrating that it still needs to go through a process of of, of what feels like quite dated paper balloting and things like that. And so you know you get your you get your pack through with with your statements in black and white and all that sort of stuff. And you know, I get that that sort of feels frustrating for some. Um, however, that is somewhat constitutional and also part of what makes it a credible process means it ends up having to jump through those those hoops and it's a shame, but um, I think that that's one of the excuses that we need to try and puncture um, when it comes to trying to make sure that the membership vote percentage is higher than usual you know one of the one of the criticisms and, and including one that i've leveled at the csp is that you then end up in a situation where your, your participation rate and your engagement from your membership is, is, is low uh, and these, these are the sorts of reasons that, that people often mention as to why they don't participate and they're not going anywhere in a rush really uh, because you do compromise some credibility and quality of the actual process of voting if you then made it a bit, yeah granted more accessible more multimedia doesn't mean we shouldn't go there in the future but in this moment now you fill out your paper and you send it off and i encourage you to do so regardless of your candidates right it's the you know the the classic sort of make sure you do your uh, democratic duty type moment here for me to say obviously i'm bothered about who it is you then voting for and i'm going to then state my claim on the uh, on who i'm supporting uh, and also in the shows for the next two weeks we're going to have some of those candidates on uh, hopefully all of those candidates. I don't know if I've got a final booking uh, for, for all of the people I'm about to talk about, but they are going to be on the show in the coming weeks and talking a little bit about what they're, what they're proposing. Um, key questions for me are going to be that, what, what is their broad analysis of the profession at large? What do they see as being things that they think that they should, they should change, that should be changed? And how did, what do they feel their role could be in it? And, and, and that sort of stuff, right? So uh, it's going to be exciting to have them on the show and to get stuck into the detail of their sort of policy slate or plank or whatever you call it uh, that, that is outlined to some degree in their statements but obviously the, the word limits and all that sort of gubbins that comes into something like this they'll be able to expand their arguments um and obviously you know as he's as he's chewing it over you know we can agree and disagree and, and i can play devil's advocate on some of their points it's going to be really fun to have them on the show uh, especially because they're some of my favorite thinkers in the game and i can't therefore believe that they are then putting themselves forward and, and the, the benefit that that would have for the profession at large so as I said, unfortunately, the, uh, the annoying thing about this today is I really wanted an interactive show, but the chat function isn't working uh, properly, which is which is annoying. Um, therefore, if possible, um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a moment to try and flick through to make sure that I'm not getting people saying your microphone's not working and stuff like that. So, uh, although I can't see it as quickly as I'd like, if you are hearing me loud and clear and things are working okay, then where possible, just please do. Let me know uh, through whatever channel you are listening. Uh, it would be really valuable. Stop me stumbling my words a little bit in this moment because I just need to make sure that that it is is functioning at least. So do do uh, shout up if you're getting me, or if you're not, obviously you can't hear me. Uh, but just I'm sure at this point I'd have heard from some of you uh, 
um, if it wasn't working at all. Um, let's have a let's have a look. Yeah, it's just annoying. This is uh, I'm not getting the usual feedback from the system. But anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna crack on as if as if we are. Thank you, Kim Young. I just happened to check Facebook and she said loud and clear. So I'm hoping that that means it's working. But yeah, sorry, I can't draw the comments on and stuff like that as I normally would. But anyway, here we go. Uma, Uma, Uma backing. That's, uh, that's one of the one of the key things. And I will go through each of them individually. I certainly won't be unpacking exactly why, because I'm going to have them on the show, which is going to be great in the coming weeks. Um, but um, it's ranked choice voting. And so this can be added to, of course, but uh, if, if persuaded. But um, generally speaking, I've, I've thought long and hard about this, and especially because of the, the many hats that I wear, particularly the MSKR hat, which is where obviously we have a think tank that operates uh, as, a, sorry, a nonprofit that operates as a think tank born out of a grassroots movement to, to try and provoke change in MSK practice. That is often how I, this is the lens of which I see this. And so whilst I am also thinking, how good will these be for the wider profession, your neurorespiratory, your, your workforce planning, your big picture education issues, I'm bothered about all of that too, of course, because I try and be thoughtful about this stuff and thorough with my analysis. But admittedly as well, some of what is colouring my decision is the fact that some of these people that have put themselves forward are exactly what I think are the perfect personnel, both in character disposition as well as the, you know, some of them I disagree with on, on some things, but just the way in which they think is brilliant. You know, the fact that they're putting themselves forward and fancy it is the thing that's most exciting for me. And, and that applies, including across some of the candidates I understand um, and the statements that are here, the ones that I'm not backing as well. You know, that's the thing is that I think it's just a really decent field, which excites me and why I'm encouraging you to vote, even if you disagree with me. So without further ado, right, this is my ballot paper. I'll zoom in in a second, just because fortunately for the sake of camera, it's quite nice that they're kind of clustered, uh, just coincidentally, in terms of, I think it'll be like alphabetical order, won't it? But they happen to be clustered, is that these are my these are my picks. This is my top five, okay? So hopefully uh, you'll get in that. Apologies to Justine Croxton. That's a, that's a, it feels a bit cruel, doesn't it, to, to not have a number next to her name. I don't know Justine, but equally, it just coincidentally means that she's in amongst the zoom in. Hold on, let me bloody move this this caption. That's not looking good, is it? That's, uh, here we go. I'm not dealing with the tech very well. Right, so in in this in this order as as to the ranked choice voting. Okay, you've got Emma Busby, Leanne Antoine, Sandra Harding, Sue Julians, and Ishmael Beckford. Um, unbelievable that I'm able to. You know, I look at that and uh, I do honestly. It's cheesy, but I pinch myself. Right, that, that any one, two, three, four, or five of them that that got picked. Uh, would be would be huge, absolutely huge for the profession. Uh, obviously, they're not going to move the needle on all on their own. Um, it should be a collaborative effort onto council, but that would be such a progressive. Um, any of those would be such a progressive move for the profession. And so, allow me to to go through them. I'll, I'll pull this back up if you if you've missed it. I will pull this back up um, in a second. Um, so that then you can you can have another look at that. But let me just let me just tell you a little bit about some of these some of these people. Some of which you might have heard of, some of which you won't. But um, you know, if 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 you if you make the mistake of get caring about my opinion on this, uh, then um, then please know that these are people who, for this role and for many others, I would vouch for whole you know, with my with full throat. It's uh, it's it's pretty good. This isn't me saying here's the best of a bad bunch, right? This is why you're not getting me taking a punt. I'm not giving a doing a full list of names just for the sake of based on their statements, right? These are people who I'll vouch for personally, and, and of which those that I didn't know as well until recently, 
I've 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 had conversations with you know, full confidence in their abilities for this this position, and and as I say, many others uh, that I would vouch for them for. But number one on that ticket is a, is a lady you might not not know about, not necessarily one of the biggest names in the industry. Certainly, someone that gets about a business does goes about a business more quietly than someone like me who's broadcasting all the time. But Emma Busby is a lady that I worked with at uh, in Staffordshire, at Litchfield Hospital. Is a physio assistant at Band 4, also now, a, from what I understand, has managerial duties beyond that in terms of her, her banding, but just a lady that's of, of, in, of incredible stature in MSK practice for me and someone that I am so excited that she's putting herself forward for a, a position like this and it would be such a, a huge asset to the profession if she was to be elected onto council. And it's no, no coincidence that she's top of the pops for me and, and a, a surprise pick in many ways because the, the next two ladies on my list, I've been a, a named signatory uh, for them and their, their run. And therefore, it's you know funny for, for Emma in some ways to have leapfrogged them because I, I absolutely love uh, what they're about and have, have vouched for them, including by signature to, to then get them on the ballot. But, but Emma Busby is someone that uh, I consider to be, I've worked with closely over the course of a number of years working with her in practice, as well as then someone that I consider a, a personal friend uh, that is just someone that whose attention to detail, as well as her understanding of the fundamental values that you need in healthcare, and particularly uh, her work within the NHS, and that that the, the punching above a weight that she does as a as a as a thinker, as an assistant, and the fact that she has honestly disrupted mine and many other people's perception of what should be and how support workers would necessarily be, you know, what is the, the ceiling or the upper limit of what a support worker could do for not just a service, for, but for the profession at large is phenomenal. Like the service audits of which she's presented and the, 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 the ways in which she engages is, is such a, such an interesting case. So please read her statement, look into her work and you will find yourself, if you haven't heard of her already, so surprised as to what she's managed to achieve already but then what she could go on to achieve in positions such as this if she was elected to council so you know top of the pops for me a lady called emma busby look her up as well as enjoy hearing her she'll be on chewing it over next friday to unpack a little bit more about what she's done what she what her analysis is on on, on physiotherapy and the csp at large as well as what she plans to do and what she feels she can achieve on council so you know if uh, it's, it's, it gives me great pleasure uh, to announce that that is certainly someone that I will be voting for and, and, and was so excited to, to write a number one next to her name on the ballot. The next then uh, would be Leanne Antoine. So let me just, uh, let's see if I can, as I, as I name them, I'll just remind you of what I'm just on about. So um, Leanne Antoine is someone that you should know of because she covers this show um, on Tuesdays. I first is it first Tuesday or second Tuesday? Sorry, I'm, I'm ruining this for her now. But second Tuesday of the month, I think it is, she's on Chewing It Over. She does a takeover. Um, she, you might recognize this frame. She does the Chewing It Over takeover with Leanne Antoine. There it says second Tuesday of each month. Um, an increasingly close colleague of mine across various different parts of what we do. And, and one of the main things there is that she's, like me, she's a flamboyant broadcaster who's willing to speak her mind um, and, and, and certainly someone that the way in which she goes about things and the way in which she's sort of principled and, and, and articulate of what it is she feels, especially speaking to any sort of unfairness or injustice. You might recognize her from the Physio Matters podcast a couple of years ago, which is where we first met in person, where she stood up and said that there's some injustice going on with regards to private medical insurers and how we can stand up to be valued both in pocket and in, and in credibility as a profession and 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 it's one example of several different issues of which she puts herself forward to say this isn't okay 
this is my take on the matter. I want to hear your views. So the way in which she steps up as a, as a leader is something that makes me excited about what she can do and go on to achieve on council. And so Leanne will be, of course, joining me on tuning it over, as well as your ability to tune into her own shows. Um, she also moderated some sessions at Therapy Live, just another example of how... Um, you know, I, I hope this long, long continues, but just an obvious integration into to, to our wider network and our team is someone that just any any opportunity that's been given to her from from us and elsewhere, she just takes with both hands and just smashes it out of the park. You know, and, and just a, a great person and a great a great thinker, someone who, who applies a logic model that. It's one of them where you, you don't need to care about whether or not your conclusions are perfectly aligned with Leanne, right? She, she will respect you for how you've got there and want to hear about that, as well as she will want to articulate herself as to how she got there. And and the, the, the way in which she thinks is, is far more important than the conclusion she comes to. I'm fortunate enough to agree with many of her conclusions, of course. Um, you know, sometimes that's not enough is that, you know, they're showing you showing you're working out is only part of it. But I think that one of the things that makes me interested in in and one of the people that i vouched for and, and was a signatory on her application uh, was was that is that she uh, I, I like i like what makes a tick um and i like the way in which she is respectful of all the different voices and and, and is then wanting to channel a truly sort of democratic process of getting getting making sure the voices of the unheard get heard and into the mixer even if they're inconvenient almost especially if they're disruptive um i think it's an, an exciting thing as to what she could achieve and why I, i'm proud to be uh, putting my my numbers next to next to her name thirdly another another lady who's who, who got my signature against her application uh, i could say whether or not that's foolish or not we'll, we'll see uh, but sandra harding is what i consider to be the queen of governance. <laughs> so Sandra, uh, if you don't know of her work uh, with PAL, and I forget the acronym that she, for, the, for the company of which she now founded, which is an incre incredible work that Sandra has done for all of us to try to raise the important issue of clinical governance and how the infrastructure and what she what she and her, her colleague Sarah call the kitchen of a restaurant essentially the, the the way in which sometimes the front of house gets all the attention but if you if you're not doing a good enough job and a safe procedural job in the kitchen of a restaurant then you definitely uh, you're definitely not going to have um, good incredible service out front she applies that logic to our profession and especially in, in sort of MSK service delivery. She's she's gone about um, you know, selflessly going about trying to raise awareness over the issues that, that she sees that we have with regards to um, the uh, light touch regulation and how that can sometimes be bypassed. The fact that to some degree we're not creating enough social accountability as a profession and, and, and setting about creating tools and, and, and styles that can then make you know, right that wrong is a thankless task, right? It's, it's quite unsexy um, work to talk about clinical governance. And so the, the fact that, that she's doing that as a, as a labor of love and, and also off the back of an incredible career, both then clinically and operationally through BMI and other organizations and heading up huge teams, you know, she's absolutely bona fide credentials when it comes to leadership and, and something that is just one of them, you're in a presence and you're just like, Aren't we lucky that there's like the adults in the room on this conversation? You know, the attention to detail, but also the willingness to then find a way to get that messaging right is is a pretty special thing and, and a rare thing, and one that 
again, on, on, all, on every level of analysis would just be such a, a brilliant asset uh, for the profession to have on council and to, to be helping to steer decision making um, is someone that you know is going to be thorough, but is also then going to make sure that she's, again, similarity here with, with Emma and, and Leanne, it's just values driven uh, as all of these, these candidate picks are. Uh, and again, a, a personal vouch from me on, in terms of that, that quality. Uh, apologies if you're just tuning in uh, live and you're you know, frustrated at my lack of reaction to the commentary from you on social media. Normally, I would love to bring them in and, and start to get conversational. Unfortunately, there's, the system's not serving me your comments and questions and stuff. So I'm really sorry. If you have any questions, then I will definitely come back to them. And, and I'll just apologize for a bit of a tech issue I'm having here where I'm not getting served your questions as, as usual. But I do think and hope that you're getting still me loud and clear little reminder of where I'm at with it. So we've gone through Emma, Leanne, Sandra, on to Sue, Sue Julians, Susan Julians, it says that she's got a Sunday name on there, but I know her as, as Sue. don't know if she'd want me calling her Susan, but she probably had to put it on the ballot paper. Um, it's certainly a more recent acquaintance of, of, of mine and one whose, whose work I've known of. Um, she's the practice principal of her own private practice of which she founded and, and, and runs a team of staff there and, and, and brilliant care quality that she's delivered through various different um, channels of, of credibility that she's managed to achieve. Of course, one of the big ones is that she delivers quality care as to shown her, her sustainability as a, as a business and a, as a practice that's reputable in her locality. But it's we're, we're certainly geographically far enough apart for me to not really know of that. But I think what's interesting about Sue's story is that she's been one of those that, that's not wanted to just say, well, the market determines quality, right? She's been someone that's been working with Physio First on their quality assured clinics and standards and professionals can't mark him uh, to, to then say look we're proud of what we do and we want to be measured against something so what's the best what's the best tool that's available for doing that because we care about quality and honestly in private practice that is a rare thing because it's there's lots of different corners of places for people to hide and so for sue as a practice principal but also as a, as a clinician herself to always be wanting to strive that shows the sense of character we're talking about there as a clinician then as a as, as a leader She's, you know, she's shown herself then to, to grow that, that business and to, to distribute um, those responsibilities to bring people through, to delegate tasks, but also to, to lead sensibly, to bring on that next generation. Um, she's, she's really passionate about how we, can, how we can get those next phases through. And also um, a, a certainly a, a brilliant voice in, for, for, for private practice uh, that's not going to be sort of uh, narrow and, and, and too insularly focused. You know, she's shown herself to be really bothered about things, very vocal recently about the way in which we can integrate and bridge the gap between NHS and private practice. She's been vocal about the fact that she wants people to aspire to the AP roadmap from NHS England and H Health Education England. You know, those are, those are the sorts of comments that you won't hear from many, right? She's thinking about those bigger picture variables and bringing them in and not therefore narrowly seeing just her corner of any industry or her corner of any profession. She's someone that does have that. She knows when to zoom in. She knows when to zoom out. And, and so another another person that I'm so delighted to be to be vouching for. Uh, and certainly someone I think I keep forgetting to mention exactly when they're going to be on the show. But I'll put the I'll put the list up. But I think she's on next Wednesday. Uh, coming on, chewing it over. You'll know her from, she was on the show on Wednesday, interestingly, with Evie Martin, but also she's been on, I think, a couple of times before that as well. And you guys have really enjoyed her her take on various matters. And so um, please do have a look up of those episodes to see what it is that, that Sue's take is on, on, on various different industry-related issues, because I think her analysis is insightful, but also 
she doesn't stop there. She, she's of a character disposition as well as a skill set that can help drive towards action. You know, it's, it's not just all talk. She's going to then be able to walk the walk, which is pretty cool. And finally, um, number five is Ishmael Beckford, another recent acquaintance. I was introduced to him uh, more recently uh, by Nick Downing from the APPN, uh, an organization who, who I'm really impressed with, especially since COVID, but also I've been a member of for a number of years. So Nick introduced me to Ishmael because he, he works with him. Um, I know of Ish's work as the co-opted member of council from the BAME network, as well as though I know of him from, from supporting a piece of work from my colleague Farouk Bello, who, who brought together a set of, uh, of set of voices to talk a little bit about the uh, phenomenon we obviously experienced in around and after George Floyd's death to try and bring um, BAME physios together to talk a little bit about our corner of that of that conversation in, in MSK and in physiotherapy in terms of st the statistical disparities th that can occur within that. And so Ishmael has been a, 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 a proud voice in, in that space and also has then you know, put his money where his mouth is and got stuck in and, and got co-opted onto council, but but doesn't actually have a, a voting stake in that because he's a co-opted member. And so it just seems an obvious next step. So I've had a couple of conversations with him uh, off air where you know, obviously, I wanted to know a little bit more about the man, but also in terms of what his what his clinical um, take is on on things, or or more broad operational things. Because you know, as is as is absolutely no fault of his or no fault of anyone's, is that naturally because the conversation has been you know Ishmael's take on on all things sort of being representation. Sometimes there's not an opportunity for him to explain a little bit about his own story. So um, we will get him on the show um, very soon to try and un unpack a little bit about that, unpack his career journey incredibly accomplished bloke um who's who's gone through the ranks and is is working at director level on a, a large a large company from an msk background and coming through it's just been really interesting uh, behind the scenes for me to to find out a little bit more about his take on on some of the workforce issues and the, and the clinical issues and, and how we might drive clinical excellence or how we might achieve value or how society might see us better as a profession as well as how there is no separation between those conversations and obviously what he's looking for for representation-based fairness um, on on the level of which you might know of his opinions uh, more more obviously through through uh, BAME representation and the like. So really looking forward to obviously unpacking all of these things with the individual candidates in coming weeks. I think within the next, might even, you know, might not all be next week, but like over the next two weeks, we're going to get all of these guys on on the show, um, which will be will be really exciting for for not just hearing my take on them, but also getting getting them to unpack what it is their ideas are, what their take is on all these things. Um, but as I've said before, and, and now probably five or six times, you know, I am incredibly. Uh, it took for me to sort of put these numbers in these boxes for me to realize that this is such an exciting moment for the profession because the caliber, I mean, there's some great clinicians and, and, and thinkers that have been on CSP council over time and, and some of my favorites and mentors um, that, have, that have chaired council over the years and things like that. It's, 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 it's massive, really. You know, people like Anne Green um, are, are huge inspirations to me and continue to be. I work with her on, on MSKR stuff. So I'm not for a second discrediting what has been before, but particularly amongst the restructure, which I mentioned at the top of the show, if you're just tuning in, have a listen back. I sort of described a little bit about how council changed in recent years. The opportunity that knocks for uh, these people and, and, and anyone else that's, that's on this list 
is huge. And then the influence that it can have and, and, and various different transition phases that the profession's in, uh, both with regards to integrations and making it sort of appropriate, having its place within the wider MDT and, and, and um, medical community as a healthcare profession, but also then physio-specific issues that we need to make sure we've got the right people, representatives and, and, and right decision makers around the right table then it is such an exciting thing uh, to have these these guys putting themselves forward. And so any of them would be such a welcome addition. And then you know, dare to dream. If you get several of these candidates then getting through and breaking through into council, then um, then yeah, the, the ability for us to to yes, stop whinging and start acting. You know, people like me who's a sort of commentator on this and, and, and gets involved in various different parts of it. But granted, you know, whilst I work with the CSP on various different things and partner with them on some other stuff that we've hopefully got planned with them later in the year, there is a degree in which I completely accept that sometimes it's like, well, it's easy for you to say, Jack, what are you going to do about it? The fact that these guys are throwing their hat in the ring and getting stuck in at that level is just fantastic. And, and, and as I say, didn't need to be for, for CSP council. If they're putting themselves forward for whatever it might be, I can trust that they've thought long and hard about what it is, what they feel they can do, how well-placed they feel they are. Because if they felt that there was someone better, they'd be bringing them forward. They're the sorts of leaders they are. They'd be they'd be dragging them forward and, and, and moving them ahead of themselves. So they clearly have thought about this carefully and feel that they've got something to offer. And that's enough for me anyway. But then for me to then reflect on them as people as I know, and having spoken to them about some of these issues and then knowing what, I feel the the gaps are the 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 shortcomings of, of yesteryear as well as the opportunities that knock for physiotherapy at large as well as that nested within say the MSK industry or or rehabilitation centered practice and what we can achieve for social good of society. Yeah, I'm just you know I could easily not do a show like this. I could easily not be vocal about who who it is I'm supporting and why I'm supporting this. You know, telling you to vote regardless of who it is. I could easily just not do that, or I could. I could come on there and do a sort of Russell Brand, what's the point in voting style thing, if you remember that from, from a few years ago. And there's a reason I'm not doing it. It's because it's just not an opinion I hold compared to this one, which is you should go out and vote. You should certainly back uh, some of the candidates that you, you like, but also I hope I've been able to sort of turn your eyes to uh, the people I've just mentioned. And so once more, uh, before I wrap up, is Emma Busby, Leon Antoine, Sandra Harding, Sue Julians and Ishmael Beckford are my picks for CSP Council and, uh, and I'm very excited to announce that today and to announce that they will be on the show later on in the next, well, next week and the week after. So they're going to come on and be able to unpack their slate, uh, their take on various different matters and uh, it's going to be an absolute pleasure to, to chat with them, uh, some of which have been on the show before but then others that, that will be able to explain a little bit about what they're planning to achieve. So again, apologies from me for the fact that normally this would be a much more interactive show and we'd bring on some of the questions and comments and, 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 and things like that. So I'm really sorry for those that have commented elsewhere. I haven't been able to do that because it's not serving me that feed. I have been told that the, the sound's coming through fine and it's not that. It's just not telling me what you guys are saying. So we do have opportunity in the coming weeks to, to definitely get you more involved in it. So that's just a, a, unfortunately, this has been more of a, just me blurting stuff out rather than it being as, as engaging as we hope it to be normally. Uh, that's just a tech fail from me. I'm quite used to them this week. Um, but in the meantime, I hope that's great. I hope you are happy enough uh, with, you know, I hope it's broadcast it enough for you to see uh, the picks that I've, I've put forward. I'll be, uh, I'll be back next Monday for more chewing it over. In the meantime, have a brilliant weekend and I look forward to getting stuck into this and all other matters that touch the MSK industry and beyond in the coming weeks with you. It's always a pleasure. I'll see you soon.